0: And we're here on the KM podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, detroitlions.com as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike.
1: Ken Brown, it's been it's been two weeks since we've talked. I been know, so lonely? I know we
0: had our Super Where did Bowl. Where Well, okay, we I, it was a down. I
1: know he went. Yeah. Right, it was a down
0: period, and you know we had to, But the down period in NFL is like one week, the week after the Super Bowl until the combine started. So this was a a nice little getaway. But now. There's been some action. Some stuff has gone on. We can talk about the NFL Combine, which let me get this out before we even continue. They better not move it, and they need to take those fans out of there because it's just messing (laughs) up the whole game. It's messing up the whole Combine. I don't know why. I I truthfully wouldn't pay to sit there to watch it. I don't know why people – what are you getting out of watching – a couple of drills and guys run a 40 and maybe I'm with you on that
1: I I wouldn't either but look it's different for us because it's what we do so it's different we have a different attitude towards it but I do remember how secret the stuff used to be and in fact in 2007 as I recall was the first year they actually let the media in and you had to be you know registered and all that I was in the group that went to watch the uh watch the quarterbacks and there were some pretty, you know, strict rules on what we could do, where we could sit, what we couldn't do, and and all. And then now it's morphed into what it is. And I think the fans seem to enjoy the weightlifting more than anything else because I think that's where you hear the most noise.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a big long screaming session. I, yeah, one thing I'm I want to ask you about: a couple of coaches decided not to go. I think Rob Asala didn't go,
1: yeah. and
0: I believe. If I'm not wrong, McVay didn't go. But I know McVay; they made draft picks, so that's probably why he didn't go. But do you think that the head coach gets anything out of being there? Yeah, he gets something, especially if he's
1: hiring. You know, still hiring his staff. You know, you know. It, it, in some ways, that used to be almost a, a uh, you know, like a job fair, really. That and, and 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 really more of the Senior Bowl than the Combine. But I think there's – look. I'd rather be there than not be there if I was a head coach. But I don't think it's mandatory at all. I think Bill Belichick has skipped it sometimes and seemed to do well. You know, seem to do okay. Nah, he really did.
0: Nah, he, he shouldn't. He really doesn't draft it. That's a that's a misnomer. That one day somebody's going to explore. I don't think Bill Belichick's a great drafter at all.
1: I take you know what? I'll take I'll, I'll take the hardware. Okay, you can you can argue. No, you can take the, the hardware, but we're,
0: that's what we're talking about. Don't try to deflate one with the other. He's not a great drafter, Mike. You got to admit that.
1: i uh, have great. I think he's okay. That's okay. He Did pretty. He did okay. pretty
0: well in the sixth. Michael Herr, PC sports writer. Okay, man. Uh, I'm not a sports writer anymore. I'm an observer. <laughs> if you write a written <laughs> word that has uh football in it, then you're a sports writer. All well, right, okay. let's get on to business, man. Let's get on to business. When we say get down to business, are we getting into the risers and fallers now? Already? Ah, you can Curse do that if you want to. I'm, I'm, only concerned, ruined already. I'm only concerned with picks 2, 32, and 34, and I'm only concerned with guys that I've heard of. Anybody else, if you're some diamond in the rough from some far off of Utah College of Medicine somewhere, <laughs> I don't want to know about them, okay? <laughs> let the, let the oh, guys wait, whose wait. job it is find them.
1: So I guess Christian Watson at uh, out of North Dakota State – with a 4-3, 6-40
0: is off the board. Doesn't even right? bother me. I don't even know who you're talking about. Didn't see it. And like I said, if you draft him, then I concern myself. This is the funniest thing when I when we talk about combine and draft. Every year, and all the sports stations do it, they give you these mock draft lists. And the first-round guys are usually guys you've heard of. They go into third and fourth-round guys that they, the Lions or some guy in the mock draft picks. The Lions are going to pick so-and-so. These guys never make the team or never play for their team. They're picked by somebody else, then you never talk about them again. I remember one year, I can't think of the player's name. It was like uh, Ontario Smith or something. He was mocked to go to the line. from He was mocked to go to the line. Everybody talked about him for the three weeks before the draft. Then they didn't pick him, and you never talked about him again in the life. So, well, I'm not going to talk about these guys until they get picked, except for the guys we've heard of in the first round. Now, I do want to talk about this, what I saw. The KB look, as I looked through, I did, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I watched the quarterbacks work out. I watched the DNs and, and linebackers work out. And I watched a little, of the, um, a little of the D-backs. Not much. I watched Kyle Hamilton run, and then I turned it off after that. So I saw enough of the position. I saw wide receivers because that was with the uh, quarterbacks. That was enough of the stuff I saw. And I saw I watched most of that. And I got it on tape, and I went back through it. I can well, tell I you. One thing. Go ahead.
1: Well, just, just for what you watch, you know, Brian Holmes said in his, in his media session with the Detroit media that uh, I think the four positions that he thought were really strong were, were uh, wide receiver, uh, defensive tackle, uh, safety, and cornerback. I think those were the four that he really looked at and really thought that they were, were strong positions. And maybe He might have said offensive line, too. Uh, and I, I'm not positive about the safety position, although there are a couple of standout players there. But uh, I think safety has so some you, good picks. There's some good absolutely, safety. yeah. The kid from Georgia,
0: Georgia. I I I don't know how they lost the game. Now I know they only lost one, but I mean with the talent they just put out there for the seniors. I mean, and the guys who you know are went junior eligible. I don't know how they lost the one game. I mean, Mike, they were throwing. Three guys may be first-rounders on the defensive line. The safety may be a first-rounder. The linebacker might be a 1st I mean, come on. That's just the defense. Well, maybe we'll
1: go back to uh, it's the 1967 draft when Michigan State had four players drafted
0: in the top eight. Okay. we stopping. We're not going okay. back. We're not going back to 1967. All right? <laughs> we're not going back. Stop at 1980. We're not going back to okay. 1980. All right? Anything before 1980, as I'm going. anything before 1980, we ain't talking about on this show, in this podcast. Okay. All right. If you want to be uninformed, <laughs> it's up <laughs> to you. That's. I'll read a history book. <laughs> if I want to hear about 1967 draft. But nevertheless, my biggest riser now. Peter King put out in his Monday morning quarterback or whatever he calls it now, football morning, whatever he calls it now, football morning in America, that he thinks Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the number one pick. Ahead and the Lions won't get a chance to take him. Right. He, he worked out good. The three cone, he worked out real good. Really yeah. good. He and really did. The yes, only thing did. about him is he can't get change out of his pocket. His arms are short and, and he got to carry around a bill with a chain on it because he can't get in his pocket to get his change. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll talk about that in a minute. So, okay? I've so, that to, was the only beef on it. That. But I'm
0: telling you right now KB, Ken Browns, risers and fallers, and I'm going to give you a couple of players each. The fallers to me were Kavon Thibodeau from everything from the neck up, <laughs> and Kyle Hamilton. Because I'm sorry, if you're running four six, no matter what else, you got your wrist. And I, I see T's Tabor, and I just see these guys that can't run. He'll still be a good player, and he'll be a first rounder, but he's not a top five pick to me anymore. Those are my well, ones that have went down.
1: He's a safety, not a cornerback, and I had him going to the Lions second overall well. in my second mock draft, which I. Which was titled Mach 2. Pretty I clever. I understand. Uh, you may have to rethink he no that. Longer, he no longer. You may have, have to rethink that. I. You didn't hear. You didn't hear me bragging about that. <laughs> you did may you have, have to rethink that. And no, hey, but I, I. But I, I, I look. I, but I, I. did watch the head on. On I think it was the NFL Network late at night, and I got to see very little, by the way, on TV because I don't have my. You know, my cable provider doesn't doesn't carry the NFL Network, and they have them for two years, and they're not going to until they until they changed contracts and all that. So I didn't I haven't obviously being completely honest, I haven't seen a lot of it, but I did see the head on view of, of Kyle Hamilton running his forty and he was all over the board. So he didn't get a true true measure of his speed because he didn't run a straight a straight line like everybody else did. I mean he was off to the right, then back off to the left and finally back to the middle. And he cost himself, you know, maybe a tenth. So he might have been something
0: like, you know, four or four, five or something like that. Okay. So I got to give him the mental problem now. I got a question about his mentality. If he can't well, run straight, then I got to admit you, I get, I get, he got a mental problem Then he, maybe, if, maybe the, he object of, the object catering. of the exercise <laughs> is to run straight, you know? So uh, anyway, well, the, well, I guess when he got to the finish there, they had him recite the
1: alphabet back that <laughs> and he was okay. <laughs> but like I said,
0: he'll probably play ten years in the league. He'll probably make a couple of Pro Bowls. I'm not doubting that. But I'm yeah. just—he's not the generational player I thought going in because if he runs a here. four, four, Same five, here. or something, I mean a six-four, and he looked a little—I'm—I'm I'm not saying he looked stiff, but he looked looked a little too tall to me for the position. He looked too tall. Six four is a that's that's a a big ass when you're not a like a David fulcher type safety where you're just on the line of scrimmage or Roy Williams type when you got to go out and cover this six four. I just think you can be too tall, Mike. I just think you can.
1: Well, one thing about if you're a long strider and you have trouble changing direction, that's one thing. But but I I honestly don't you know what I saw. What what I saw, I did not see that as an right. issue with him. But look, let's be honest about something here. When you're out there and there's nobody running you're just it's you there's no wide receiver there's no you know just the, the opposite of it is is being a wide receiver out there or a quarterback throwing against the defense that has no defense right. they're just throwing the wide receivers you can throw anywhere you want
0: right all right well let me give you my risers
1: is this going to be that fat guy from georgia
0: no but he is one of them but he's not even the first <laughs> one i'm talking okay. about the six five guy from georgia mr trayvon walker and i'm telling you right now If Hutchinson is gone, I will take Walker before I take Thibodeau. I will take him at number two and not look back. This kid is gone. Now, I do have one question. If he's all that physically, and he didn't have a bad season, he had a good season, but if he is that dominant physically, 4'5", 1", 287", long, 35-inch arms, why didn't you dominate at Georgia? That's the question you got to ask yourself when you are picking. Because physically he should be—he's uh, a good player. He had a good year. Now they claim it might be because they played him in a different position, played him like sometime in coverage and just to stack the end, which may be true. But Mike, if you're that physically gifted, you should be dominating. Well, at Georgia,
1: Kenny, and this is—I'm uh, sure this is not a technical term—but there are a lot of pieces of the domination pie, and one man's not going to—you know they—they they work in concert there, and that's a heck of a defense, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of great plays to go around and a lot of great players to make those plays. So, you know, maybe one guy is just not going you know, to stand I say. out there. That's like, I say. The You're whole right. unit stands out, right.
0: that's for sure. That's why I say you got to go back and look at the tape and see what they ask him to do. But, Mike, I have no problem if Hutchinson is not there taking him. I have no problem taking him at two. And my second riser is the guy you were talking about, big fella, Jordan Davis, d tackle Georgia, yeah. who lost 20-something pounds for the um, combine, but he was – Physically all over. I think he jumped a 10, almost a 10 something long jump. You know, I mean, not only did he run fast, 487 yeah. at 341. Yeah. Now that's I another question that. I got with him. If you're that physically dominant, and you were good in college, very good. But with those measurables, you should have been a four, a three down dominator, sideline to sideline player. And he wasn't. So you gotta go back and look at the tape on him. Because usually he was mostly a, a two down player.
1: Well, they have an awful lot of depth there, Kenny, and they can roll them in and roll them out any way they want. Yeah. So that's some of that some of that uh, plays to it. But
0: you know who I see when I look at him?
1: Oh no, I don't. Sean Cherry ball,
0: Sean Rogers.
1: Sean Rogers. I, oh, I see Sean Rogers.
0: I see Sean Rogers in him. I see what Sean Rogers in him. And like I said, that was a great draft. That was a great yep. pick by Matt yep. Mellon. Really. And the was. only difference between Jordan Davis and Sean Rogers is Ju- Sean Rogers showed up at the combine hurt. Jordan Davis performed. If Sean Rogers would have performed at that combine, he would have won a first round instead of second. I have well, no in my mind.
1: Yeah, I think he had something—a broken foot or something. The right, Lions foot. took him. The Lions took him with the possibility that he was not going to play his rookie season right. because of the injury. Right. Ended up starting on opening day and led the league, led, led the led the league in tackles right. by a defensive lineman. They cut that James Jones for
0: him the night before the first game because he was well, there. Well,
1: they were getting on the they were getting on the bus. At uh, at Allen Park to go to the you know to go to the airport and when negotiations didn't get the way the Lions wanted him to, they released him. And you know what he made exactly the same money without playing.
0: Yep, but that's so, but they they put Sean Rogers in and didn't look back. They put him in and didn't look back. And like I said, if you remember, player. Sean Rogers showed up at the combine in a wheelchair. Remember that's, that's well, that's well what they saying. wheeled him from wheel from right. drill to drill they exactly. Wheeled, wheeled, that's so, correct. If he would have like I said, if he'd worked out, he'd have been Jordan Davis because he would have put on the show too. So. I like all of those guys. I don't want necessarily want to take Jordan Davis. I'm all in on Trayvon Walker if Hutchinson's not there. But I can think we both can agree now that after watching Hutchinson work out that if he's there too, you take him.
1: If Hutchinson's there, yeah, you know, I hit him there in my, in my first draft, Kenny. And I'm, You know what you do? You talk yourself out of it. You know, <laughs> and I go, oh, come on. And then talk and talk and talk and talk. And then this little voice is going back and forth between the two ears in my empty head because there's nothing there to get it, you know, to derail it, and I finally convinced myself that I would like to have uh, uh, Kyle Hamilton. And if Kyle Hamilton was all that, I'd still take him, but I didn't see all that. I really, I just, I something about having a player who can, you know, sideline to sideline play like that just is, is really enticing to me. But but what I saw of Kyle Hamilton, I also saw about a one-minute clip of his, of his on-field workout. Was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. I mean, you talk about that three cone drill or whatever they were doing. He flew around that thing with balance, quickness, leverage, uh, able to get down, get low. The whole thing. That's that's a terrific football player, and you know, started a divine child and, and what in, in Detroit, and, and then on to the University of Michigan. What a player!
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes you get jaded because you've seen a player grow up. And you always think, well, it's got to be somebody better outside our own backyard. Yeah, not necessarily. Sure. Sometimes there's not a better player outside your backyard, so just take what you got coming, and that's what it is. And I'm all with that
1: taking. What about what about the thing of the arms? Thirty-two point one inches.
0: Well, it's gonna hurt him in some occasions, and it might be some games where that might hurt him, but. I think he's got the skill set. He's a cocky son of a gun. No, I, don't, I don't. I'm really. He really turned, is. Yeah. I'm turned off by his interviews. He's kind of a jerk, interview wise. Nah, well, I, wouldn't no, say, I jerk. say jerk. I say confident. Yeah, yeah, but Conflict. there's a borderline between confidence and a jerk, and sometimes he comes off jerky. And he was just a little too swarmy, you know, this weekend. And a little kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but look, we got to deal with it. You know, those athletes all over. You just deal with it, and, and that's okay if that's the way you want to be. Hopefully you grow up as you go on, and everybody doesn't need to know how great you are. Okay, you can just do it and don't have to tell everybody. So, I well, I think like, it's
1: Daniel Jeremiah, Kenny of the, of, uh, the NFL Network, said he was the best player in the draft. Doesn't mean he's going to go first or even second, and you never know what other teams are going to do. But uh, boy, he, you know, the four seven five forty was that great? No, it wasn't great. But you know what? They did that uh, that uh, comparison forty uh, yard dash. On, on the NFL Network, I think it was Saturday night or Sunday night, I forget which, and how the two guys from from uh, Michigan, Odab, Ojabo and, and right. Hutchinson, fared against the Boza boys, and they ran faster than both of the Bozas. So, yeah, they did. But, but they're, they're, I'd say he's fast
0: enough. Yeah, but you always got to remember, too, it's not the 40. It's the 10. The 10 yards. And yards the, 10 the 10 was 10. a one six one, and that's all you need to know. That's, that's a, a hell of a split. For a six, I, guess was, I, guess it, I guess it was the same as T.J. TJ Watt. Him and it? T.J. Watt are similar. There were similar comparisons. But, but Jared Allen is the comparison that comes the most with him. I saw the big comparison, size, speed, um, the yeah. way they ran, everything. Jared Allen, he compares to when Jared Allen's arms weren't that long either. Jared Allen had over 100 and something sacks in, in his career. So if he becomes a Jared Allen, then you got a good number two pick.
1: You know, and and look, there's, there's stories that, that that develop at at the combine, and it, look, God love them, you know, because you want to find something different. And this year, going in, it was the hand size of the quarterback from Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, and then all of a sudden, this blonde, bomb, this bombshell, and here this six-seven defensive uh, edge defensive end edge rusher from Michigan, uh, Hutchinson, his arm length is 32.1 inches, and I think one of the writers, I think it was. Kyle Blaney really gets a this you know, really, you know, gets a lot of this stuff. Uh, Kyle went and checked the, the arm length of the starting defensive linemen for the Lions, and they're all in the three you know thirty four inch range. So it is something, but you know, Kenny, I called a former uh, personnel director who used to work here in Detroit, asked him what that meant, and he said, "Well, first of all, it would be no surprise to anybody because they have scouted the guy for two years, so it's not like it hit him. You know, so oh my God, what happened to his arms?" And number two, shouldn't make any difference in the way he plays because it's just something he's adjusted to his entire career already. Mm -hmm.
0: Did did Kyle Manneke write about the streets of Dearborn Heights that um, Hutchinson came from? You know, another guy I'm really interested in, Kenny. You didn't answer my uh, question. Did did he write an article about the streets of Dearborn Heights that Hutchinson came uh, from?
1: Am I – I sauce? Sort of no, I'm there. not
0: talking about I'm talking about Hutchinson. Did I hear Kyle Meineke write an article that way because when he wrote the <laughs> article about sauce, it was from the mean streets of Detroit when the kids the The streets of Detroit. The exact words. All well,
1: the streets, you know, the
0: streets just, of Detroit, like the kid grew up on living in the middle of the eye of the center lane. All right, we we're we gonna said, stop. You, hold on, you, hold I'm just let me, let me say something. Let me say something. We going to stop this as writers. And if I gotta bring it out every time and I, I have respect for Kyle or whatever. But if he didn't write the headline, but he did write it in his tweet, you got to stop that, this the poor good times thing from rags to riches, okay? <laughs> These kids grow up in households, communities that are not the ghetto. And quit saying it. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right? Stop it. Kenny, you know, you, you, know what, you know where I'm talking to you from right now? The ghetto.
1: The mean streets of Detroit. <laughs> the mean streets of I live, Detroit. I live four blocks from Livernois <laughs> and three blocks from seven miles. That's right. so, don't, it's, it's so don't come out and of the house. Is it safe to go start the car? I was about to say, don't come out of the house,
0: evidently. But anyway, like oh, I, said, I'm That's, gonna let, I think that. I'm going to let that so go.
1: Gardner, doesn't he live in the university district? Somewhere around yeah, it. But all it I
0: know is that his coach even came on Twitter and said, I take the kid home all the time to, to a nice four bedroom house so he didn't come off some street. Well, somewhere.
1: did he say he takes him home or he has to take him home? <laughs> just for his own safety. <laughs> Guys, I'm joking out there. Come on. <laughs> i in so anyway, for years. anyway,
0: to all the writers out there that will start 43 writing stuff, years. do better. Please, just do better. Okay? Do better. So, okay, Kyle does good. Kyle I'm going to be for Kyle, but I'm saying do better. Okay? Be better. Be better. You can always do better. All right. Be better. But, you know,
1: the other two guys that interested me when were, we're the wide receivers, Christian uh, Watson from North Dakota State, four three six forty. A guy like that really needed a combine, I think, because they didn't play last year. They had, what, the 2020 season off because of COVID. I think they played one game for Mm -hmm. Trey Lance's benefit. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of interested to see how he ran, because when I was doing preparation and all that for my first two months, I'd see his name and go, eh, just a kid from North Dakota State. We'll see what he does. And he did did pretty well. And then Trey Burks, I'm sorry, Trey Lon Burks, There was a guy who was supposed to chew, you know, just really chew up the combine, and he didn't. Didn't at all.
0: No. Well, let's it's talk Arkansas, about this. That's,
1: that's the one everybody liked,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about this. Quarterbacks were okay, not impressive. Okay, I, okay. If you're taking a quarterback in the top 10 or top 15, you're overdrafting. You better hope for the best because if Pickett is your yeah. top guy, I looked at Pickett, he reminded me of – uh he matter of fact, Jared Goff was better, is better than Pickett and was at the time. Well, of course know. he is. Well, I'm just saying yeah, people talk, want to take one of those guys and they're not, they're not good. They're, they're just not good. Well, they're good. good. They're good. I'm talking about for the pros, good. not good for college or good coming in or good as no, prospects. I think, I think, I'm no, talking about a, a quarterback that can come in and play for you in the first two years. I don't see one. Well,
1: look, he'll play for you in the first two years if you need him to.
0: You know. I'm talking for about example, if you trying 49ers, to win a game. Well, I'm talking about if you try trying to win 49ers, a game.
1: Yeah, the 49ers didn't need Lance yeah, but except for one, that one game.
0: Lance would be well, the best quarterback in his class if he was in his class. Uh, the Jordan Love would be the best quarterback in his class if he was in his draft. This, that, and well, maybe. No, yeah, not maybe. maybe. They they would be the best quarterback maybe. by far. These, Mike, these quarterbacks aren't good. They're not good.
1: Well, listen, I warmed up to Malik Willis. I really did. I made I, In my second mock draft, I had him going to the Lions at
0: 32. 32 is fine for a pick. That's that's a guy you put on the bench for a couple years uh, until he's ready to go. But I'm talking about t- these guys are going to go in the top 15. I guarantee you two of these guys go in the top 15, and they're not ready. I was, yeah, Pickett, I, I was looking at Pickett, I was looking at You know, um, forget about the twelve, the two-inch hand size he's got. He's he's just his arm is average. He's okay. He's a fifth-year player who didn't really develop to his last year. Yeah, you think you're gonna come in the league and you think the guy who for four years didn't do anything and in his fifth year he has a good year and all of a sudden he's just gonna come in the pros and start tearing it up? No, it's not gonna happen. Oh, look at the
1: kid drafted by the Jets, second overall out of Brigham Young. He didn't tear it up either. That's right.
0: He, what kind of season did he, he have? Got, he got hurt a little bit. He did okay when but he what played. Was, but play what was great. the MO on him in college? He got hurt in college because he ran around and didn't get rid of the ball and stay out of the pocket. Everything that happened to him in the pros was his MO from college. So, like I said, if the Lions at 32 or 34, if Willis is there, I'm fine with it. But I, I ain't trying to hear about moving back up to get him. I was at first until I saw the workouts. Uh, and he's the only one that, to me, even looks like potentially. Maybe Desmond Ryder is physically good. No, I said physically good. Yet. He ran fast. He did it. But none of, those guys, none of those guys are ready. None of them. Now, I said bad stuff about the quarterback. I'll tell you what. you going to get a good wide receiver at 32 if you want one. Because there's about 30, eight or nine of those beyond. guys. Well, I'm Kenny, just saying. I'm talking about if you want to do one in the first round, you go. It'll be a good guy there. Olave might be there. You might. there's some guys there. Look, Cut. I had
1: I had I had Olave going to the Lions with my first mock draft, and I think that was 27. Then I had him going higher than that, like 22 or something in my second mock draft. Look, it was really cool to me seeing those two guys from Ohio State, just one click apart. Uh, Garrett, uh, w- Garrett, Garrett uh, Wilson, Wilson, and then Olave. One ran four three eight doing around one around 4-3-9. kind of wonder why uh, Ohio State seems to win everything, eh? <laughs> you see why, yeah. the players they get.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, um, the evolution of football in the last 15 years or whatever, there's eight receivers coming out every year. I mean, they play, and I think you even did. Didn't you do something on that about the receivers before Amon St. Brown and after the catches or whatever? Well,
1: you know, yeah, here's the thing with Am- Amon St. Brown. I think he was the 15th receiver drafted, something like that. And they took him what 120th overall. That's off the top of my head right now. 18 receivers were drafted after Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown last year. He was the, that was the fourth round we're talking about. He had 80. He caught 80 put 80 passes as a rookie. The next 18 guys did not catch 80 passes or 90 passes combined. I think that's a pretty sharp two things. That's a pretty sharp pick by Brad Holmes that took the right right guy who was left in that pool. When there were eight nineteen of them who got drafted and he took the right one and then of, of course opportunity presented itself for, for Saint Brown in a way it didn't to most of the other guys drafted below him and he made it took advantage of it. Kind of a slow start, a little bit of question about his ability. But boy, he came on the last six or
0: seven games. Yeah, even Michael Hare came around on that one because I still got the tape up yeah, the first half I, of the season. I, but that's what you should be though. These guys are rookies. They come around. They don't. I'm I, saying yeah, they all feel should feel come it. around. They should it's rare you get a rookie just come in right away. Those are those are rare when they come in and just dominate from the beginning. Those are special players. But most rookies are like Brown, you get acclimated, then you start to get better, you start to get better.
1: And I think it helps a, a guy like St. Brown who played at, at Southern Cal. I think playing in a big-time program with you know with a lot of eyeballs on you. Know, I think I think Southern Cal still is a not what it once was, but still a big uh, you know a big item out there on the West Coast. And, yeah. And and I think I think you know he benefited from that. He comes from a sporting background. And he was a top background.
0: ten college, a top ten high school recruit. I mean, he had eyes. He's had eyes on him all his life. So. You know, he was. Used
1: uh, to I, 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 you know, I don't think we've seen the best of, of Saint Brown either. I think I think you'll see a better player in twenty twenty two. Who, it, who he, he might catch sixty five passes and, and and not catch ninety and, and be a better player. that I, I
0: see but, Hines Ward in him. I, if he has a career like Hines Ward, I'll, I'll be appreciative. I think. Well, I think that's how many guys as tough as Hines Ward? Yeah, but he's okay. a tough little a cat. Thousand career catches. I know, yeah. but yeah, he's get a catch. tough little cat too. And I think that's who. His game reminds me of Um, one other thing. uh, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell talked over the week. I don't want to go long on this, but just out of what you heard from them this week and what they're looking for, forget about the first round pick. What is the second position? Well, give me three positions that you think they're looking for. And in free agency coming up, which we're going to talk about next week because by the end, the franchise tags will be on, and then we'll have free agency going well, What position do you think go. they're going to go for in free agency?
1: Yeah, A week from now, it might not be life as we know it, though, because now don't tell anybody. I don't want to scare people, but Aaron Rodgers is supposed to make up his mind in the next 48 hours. So it may not be life as we know it. Drama queen. <laughs> drama queen.
0: You know what? He does that. I don't want to get up to tough the subject, but he does that when he has poor playoff games. He makes drama. He did it last year, and all they talked about was him quitting or whatever last year, so nobody talked about that bad playoff game he did, and he's doing it again right. this year. You're not talking about that game in Green Bay not anymore. All you're talking about is Aaron Rodgers and what he wants. He's a drama queen. He's scared to throw the ball because he doesn't want interceptions. He plays it safe, and everybody's catching up to him now. Good riddance if he leaves.
1: Yeah, I think you know what just to go back to what Brad uh, Brad Holmes said when he uh, spoke to the media down there in Indianapolis. He talked about four positions and I think the Lions could benefit from all of them. One is obviously wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions took two. Now that, that depends on what they get in free agency, but I don't look I don't see anybody really in free agency that you want to you want to spend the limit on. I think you can help yourself, but I don't think you can cure all of your ills in free agency. Uh, and neither can you in, in, in the draft. But I think that, and I think defensive tackle would be a good good place. Uh, wide receiver, and to me, the neediest position on the team is safety. It really is, and this is a deep draft for safeties. I think they can help themselves there too.
0: Yeah, and if if Tracy Walker don't come back, that's that's all okay with me. I'm just letting y'all know that now. I, yeah, know I, like, that the love affa- I like him, but I'm saying this love affair with Tracy Walker, he's okay. And, and if for the right price, he can come back. But if you lose him, I don't think you have to shut everything down over in, in at Republic Drive and Allen Park. You know, I don't think the season's yeah. lost. So, no, I, know, I would agree with that. If he wants to come, that's fine. But like I said, I want if you can go out and get you another say, even if he comes back, I would do it. And they say um, uh, my man Diggs is going to be ready to go in June. I'm sure he's not going to get a lot of money since he got hurt, but I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Wouldn't mind bringing him back at all.
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't. It's, I wouldn't. I think the injury is. I think the injury is uh, more severe than your. your, your than you, you well, you're not gonna is.
0: sign him until he's running again. But I'm just saying, if it's a bone okay. injury, better than ligament injuries. A bone injury is much better than ligament injuries. Always has been. So we'll see.
1: Well, it depends on the severity of the yeah, injury. Well,
0: like I said, we'll see. We'll see. But keep him in mind. I mean, I'm not saying he's your first pick to bring back. But I, like I said, I mean, look, love, he never should have left. Right, really. Never should have left. Thing and uh he did all he right did. mike well it's gonna be a wrap for this week unless you got anything else to say about the weekend uh review from the combine well actually i was just starting i just getting warmed up well we're 45 minutes into warming up so. <laughs> okay <laughs> so, what is this baseball yeah it's a baseball that's right 15 <laughs> second pitch clock baby if you don't make your point in 15 seconds we move on um so we'll talk next week about the uh free agency and everything um a little more draft. We'll be talking draft from here on out because it's every every week something's going to happen. Um, yeah. I just heard that Matt Stafford might be getting a $45 million a year contract. Did he really? That's no. what they're talking about now, which might be, uh, woo. <laughs> that's a, might. he, if this happens and he gets say a three or four year extension at 45 apiece, when he retires, he would have made the most money at that point than any player in history. Because he was the last one in basically on that um, the year before, the last no, one in on the big contract. Right, um, Bradford retired and didn't get a second contract. So he was the last big guy that played a long time from the old system. Then he got a second contract. And I believe this is his – is this his third now or is this second?
1: I think it's his fourth.
0: His, I'm told, this will be his fourth coming up. But he had two with Detroit. Yes. Yeah, so he's – uh, He, he, he had he, three in Detroit. Well, the, the one he signed as a rookie, and I mean he had two – Signing two extensions, yeah, Yeah. so big ones. He, uh, he, if this is true, he's gonna be he is gonna make the most money of anybody up to this point. So, and he got a Super Bowl, so at least you can say he won it. Don't tell him, Dominick Sue. And I saw him at the Lakers (laughs) game. For all you have, and Lebron, Lebron goes up to him and says, "I, I I knew you were coming out, so I had to put on a show." So that's all you, Stafford haters, even Lebron. Give it accolades to Stafford and Kelly in the front row, so let it go. I saw him. I saw him shake hands after the game. Right, too. It was let cool. it go. All right, Mike. We'll talk next week. Uh, big week well, ahead for the NFL. So, well, I hope we talk next week
1: because I got to walk to the car here in a couple of minutes. Oh yeah, I the
0: mean streets, man. Stay <laughs> out of those mean I streets. I don't if, know if I can make it. If you see, s- if you see Sauce out there playing uh, three car molly on one of those corners out there, tell him that the writers, the writers won't be saying anything bad about him. So don't cut anybody, okay? Cause the, well, now well, wait a
1: second. I, I, there's, a, there's, there's one good step here already. My car is still in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's early.
0: It's early. <laughs> All right, that's Michael here at dot com. Check out his writings and videos, whatever else they do over there. And Kim Brown, WJR Radio, seven hundred and sixty afternoons on the Mitch Album Show. See ya.